Hey, good morning. This is John Usry with Origin Gates Podcast Wisdom's Echo. Uh, just wanting to share a thought with you for the day. And um, it's, a, it's a thought I've been thinking about for a lot of years, actually. And some years ago, I was really involved with sharing some things about intentionality and the power of it and uh, without it, you know, how we wander aimlessly and without function. And and I've been chewing on it for a lot of, lot of years. And recently I've been digging back into it, looking at some things, and I realize uh, the depth of it, the, uh, of who we are when we operate in a place of intentionality. And the, the name of this um, uh, that I want to call it is um, intentionality, the power of God, or otherwise known as purposeful free will. Um, the thing that's interesting about intentionality and free will is that we think we function that way all the time. Um, the thing that God did for us is he made us like him. He said, I'm going to create you in my image. Uh, let us create man in our image. Genesis 1.27 says that. And he says, um, the way we're designed is to function as Yahweh does. Uh, the definition of being made in his image is a representative figure. And that uh, connotates form and function. If I send a representative, for example, from my own uh, person to go do business for me of some kind, they will function in my stead. And that's what Yahweh is doing uh, when he gave us in his image. It's what differentiates us from every other created being, every other being that um, uh, exists on the earth because uh, free will uh, is what makes us like God, makes us a sovereign and some of this was uh, triggered by two or three different sources recently. I want to give credit a little bit to um, one, a man by the name of Neville Goddard. He wrote a small book a long time ago called Feeling is the Secret. Um, good read if you have a chance to read that. The other is Dr. Obaniah on his uh, book that came out not too long ago, Governing Time. And I want to reference both of those along with the word. Um, and I just, some of the stuff is so, um, it challenges my belief system, which is so good. It shakes me out of my paradigm and my way of function. But uh, the thing to remember is this. Um, when man became separated God, God clothed him with skins. And it's not, you know, the shedding of an animal and put on a fur coat. It, it was the skin that encases our, our being and our that who we are lives on the inside of this encasement. Originally, back before, um, we were designed and represented and looked like him in bodily image. So um, what happens is we get this idea, we read a verse in the Word that says we're made in his image, and our kind of dumbed-down perception is like we look in a mirror and or, or see a father time picture or image of a human being with long beard long white hair you know denoting wisdom and and so all of a sudden there's our image of god and so 
reversely, we um, look at that as the extent of that verse in his image. And you have to remember we are in function and form. And Yahweh doesn't sit in heaven looking like Father Time. He is spirit. And as we are spirit, we are spirit beings as he is. And he has given us will, free will, which is sovereign. It's it's actually kind of interesting because uh, I'll read a section here that Dr. O wrote that really was, it, it tweaked my thinking and I finally began to understand the reality of this. He says here in his book, the free will of a human being is what makes the human being divine. It is what gives him sovereignty because God is sovereign by his will. Yes, you're dependent. Yes, you cannot do anything on your own without him. And yes, you can actually exert your will without him. He gave you the will, but that is the one place that God allows you to be sovereign. Otherwise, you are not like him. In order to be God, you need a sovereign will and make decisions out of your own free will without compulsion by God or Satan. This is why Satan is Satan, because he forces you to do things God does not. Your will is the foundation of your sovereignty. Thus, your will is a wider, stronger, more expansive than where you are. Your will touches the will of God. And your will is as expansive as space. Your will is as expansive as the universe because it can impinge upon the will of God. And that last sentence is what I want to reread to you. Your will is as expansive as the universe because it can impinge upon the will of God. When you really get the... the magnitude of that statement it's pretty bizarre but why can our will impinge on the will of God because he gave us free will and he promises in the word that when he says a thing that's the way it is and what that means is if he gives us free will no matter what he desires or wants um, we have the right to choose to do something different now, he opens numerous opportunities to be drawn to him and in inducements and uh, the ultimate consummate salesperson. Uh, you know, he opens up a way whereby if we have half a lick of a brain, we're going to we're going to agree and connect and um, rejoice and become connected to his heart and his desire and his will. Um, but mankind has proven time and time again that they don't always do that. And so he gives us that right because by his word he said, uh, I'm making man in our image and with free will. And so it's really an interesting statement. Um, the only ones that had that were the angels before the fall and then uh, mankind uh, in creation uh, as a spirit being made in his image. And so that's the magnitude of the sovereignty of free will. Um, just wanted to lay that foundation so that you have a little bit of understanding. Uh, the other thing that Dr. O mentioned in the book that was really interesting is this, and I kind of knew this, but all of a sudden it clarified it. 
we think we run around in the operation of our free will. So I'm, a, I'm I have free will. I'm made in the image of God. We may have an understanding of that. I would venture to say probably 95 to 98 percent of our lives, we do not function in free will. We function in what is called a pre-programmed auto response that is reactionary towards situation. Let me say that one more time. We normally operate in a pre-programmed auto-response that is an automatic reaction to situation. The reason I say that is this. Most of you don't exhibit intentionality. And this is the word I love. And matter of fact, I'm having it made into a license plate on for my truck just because I want to see it every morning when I walk out as a reminder Intentionality is so powerful because it is the key or the ignition to function with pure free will. When I say that most of us don't function that way, it's because the automatic response system that's set up in our brain was not designed out of a place of free will. It was usually designed as a protective reactionary mechanism to situation around us. And... It goes back to your first earliest actions as a child and that set the programming or the stage on the inside of you to the, be the automatic go-to belief system in how you operate. Um, you're kind of like a clean slate early on. Sure, you have DNA influences, you have um, auto, um, auto, um, autosome programming that goes on on the inside of you and from genetics and heritage and and that's all stuff that we have to work on. But even beyond that, when situations would arise, most often um, we respond as children in certain ways that become immediate protection for our soul and our heart. And it's not designed out of the long-term large overview of free will setting the course of our life uh, for ultimate success. So... Once we program the thoughts and actions of our life early on, we default to those subconsciously for the rest of our days. And that's where the trouble comes in. And I want to read a reference to you that I out of the book I referenced by Neville Goddard. Man, while awake, is under compulsion to express his subconscious impressions. If in the past he wisely impressed himself, unwisely, I'm sorry, if in the past he unwisely impressed himself, made an imprint or reactionary thought process on his psyche, then let him begin to change his thought and feeling, for only as he does so will he change his world. Do not waste one moment in regret, for to think feelingly of the mistakes of the past is to reinfect oneself. Let the dead bury the dead. Matthew 8.22, Luke 9.60 Turn from appearances and assume the feeling that would be yours were you already the one you wish to be. So it's so important to change, in other words, our automatic responses and begin to create the feeling and the emotion and the vision of what it is we really ultimately want to function. That's where free will comes into play instead of the auto-responses that are conditioned in our subconscious. 
that's what it means to walk in free will. So instead of the automatic uh, way of function, we become beings of intentionality that now set the stage for us to move forward in a new way. One of the best ways to begin practicing this is in our 24-hour day cycle. And what I mean by this is this. If you begin to set with intentionality your will, for instance, in the evening, the night watch, um, you're going to have certain responses and certain things manifest. What I mean by that is the Hebrews understand the day to begin to start in the evening, 6 p.m., for example, and in that, the outworking of that, as they retire for the evening and then they engage with the whole night process, and then out of that outworking the next morning, because of what the relationship that took place between you as a spirit being and Yahweh's realm, the outworking of that the next day, they could walk in function of what transpired. And so... What does that look like for you and I? When you set intentionality, when you set purpose and intention before you go to the place of sleep in your evening, and you set yourself with faith, believing, and what does that, how does that look? How does that work? What I do is this. I engage in a place of prayer and communion with Yahweh, and I say this. I say, Father, I am here now. I am ready to engage with you in this night watch, in this evening place that is going to begin to reveal to me the things I need to further my walk, my, my growing in sonship, my growing in a place of maturity, my growing in a place, not growing in my sonship because I'm a son, but I want to be a mature son. I want to grow in a maturity in that and let you lead me and guide me with the mentors of heaven. I engage with whoever you bring to me. Rakakadesh, I engage with the wisdom and leadership of your spirit. Yeshua, you're so good to me in every aspect of my life. Um, you never lead me astray. Father, if you've got mentors the, that you want to use to teach me, I engage with faith, believing. And you set the stage for all of that to take place during your evening and your night watch. And you may fall asleep into a deep sleep for a couple, three hours, and that's a place where he begins to speak to you. And I'll reference something here. It says in Job 33, I love this verse, between 14 through 16, it says, For El does speak once or twice, though one does not notice it, in a dream, in a vision of the night, while deep sleep falls upon men, while slumbering on a bed. Then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. That's so cool because that's what goes on in the night place. And a lot of you feel like, well, I don't dream. No, you're just disconnected from the process. And by faith, you can re-engage the connection. And then there comes a place after that deep slumber sleep where you're kind of in between deep sleep and awake. And if you can hover in that place... You can begin to assimilate because wisdom is spoken to you. You can then assimilate into the place of understanding some of this uh, that has gone on for you during the night. And you do it by faith and you just stay in that place of hovering, um, uh, meditating, chewing on it without, fully, without being fully awake. So... Uh, and then what happens is this. In the morning, when you come out of a place of sleep, you set your intentionality and your will 
by coming into agreement with the decree of the angel of the morning that is now going to release the imprinting of your scroll, what was imprinted on your scroll during that night place. And then as you come into agreement and decree with that, you set the stage for the next 12 hours of your day to outwork the function of what took place during the evening. I, I kind of used to jokingly say back in the day of VHS tapes, you know, VCR recorders, you know, some of you may not even know that stuff, but most of us do. I uh, say, I used to tell God because I'd get befuddled as far as what do I want to do and how do I do it? And God, if you just help me out here, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And most of the time I might not anyway, because what he might really want me to do might be way out of my comfort zone. But he works with us. But I used to say, Father, if you could just put a VHS tape in my mailbox, I'll grab it every morning, plug it in, and I'll just do that. Um, you know, it was a point of <laughs> interesting maturity in my life. That, But I used to think, well, oh, that'd be really cool. The truth is the technology he's given us does exactly that. And we have that through the ability to engage by faith through the night watch and the outworking of the next morning. So, I mean, it's a promise in the Word, So, and Job just talked about it. Um, the, the key about this is, is that if we begin to step into this, we begin to function with intentionality and free will. We actually become active co-creators uh, with Him. Um, one of the things that um, coming into agreement... Uh, with his desire, it says the Father is, is, has good will towards all men, and this is another thing Dr. O brought out that I really loved. We we think that as a nice-sounding Christmas season, you know, uh, one of the songs, good will towards all men, you know, and okay, that's nice. That means he's, they're, they're, he's being kind, and it's true, he is being kind, but good will is a perfect intention a perfect way of focus to create a thing towards us. And when we submit and connect our will in with his heart's desire, our will becomes functional co-creating goodwill. The power in that is astronomical because that's what we're looking for is to function like him. You begin to do these things that I'm talking about. What's going to happen for you is that you're going to see the creative power of God working and releasing things in your life that will change the ability of the way you function, the way you work. And you will see a 10, 20, 100 fold uh, productivity, even though we don't measure it by productivity, but creative ability and growth and supernatural paradigm shifts of your life that are just absolutely amazing so anyway i i just want to bless you with this and um hope hope it's a blessing to you and uh, chew on it make it your own and dig into it because you're created as an amazing being made in the image of yahweh blessings have a great day